0: Hello, and welcome to Cover to Credits, the bi-weekly podcast where we discuss books and their movie adaptations. I'm Ian George.
1: And I'm Adina Hilton. In this episode, we'll be discussing The Spectacular Now. The Spectacular Now was written by Tim Tharp and published in 2008.
0: And the film adaptation, uh, which came out in 2013, was directed by James Ponsolt.
1: And this is a patron-requested episode. Thank you so much to Acree, who requested... This episode. Yeah. We're really excited to talk about it. Uh, just so you all know, if you're ever like, oh, I really want them to talk about this book and movie combo. Best way to do that is to become a patron because we prioritize all our patrons episode requests mm-hmm. and we do them all the time. So
0: we do show favoritism.
1: We do. Absolutely. To people who give us money. Definitely. I'm
0: willing to admit it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's other stuff you get on Patreon, too, like bonus episodes. We put one out every month. We just put one out on um, additional movies on The Haunting of Hill House, but they're just called The Haunting.
0: Yes, from 1963 and 1999. Uh, One of them is great, one of them is awful, and (laughs) it was a really fun episode to record. Uh, Yeah, so we have like almost 40 bonus episodes on various topics and additional adaptations, so if that sounds interesting, if that's enticing to you, if you're like, I gotta have more right now, then uh, go check us out on Patreon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And since we've plugged our Patreon, I think we can uh, start talking about this episode. Yes,
0: yes. You've all paid your dues and listened to us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We mix it up. We're like, we're going to do it at the beginning now. We'll catch them off guard. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this story in both versions, very focused on a single individual named Sutter Keeley. Yes. Which I have to say, up front, right off the bat. That is a great name for this character. Yeah. Sutter. hmm Like, for kind of a fuck-up alcoholic in, in high school, <laughs> Sutter is, like, you'd think it was, like, the last name. Yeah. But it's kind of better that it's, like, his first name. No,
1: I like it, too. <laughs> yeah, I think it works. We meet Sutter, and like you were saying, he's kind of a fuck-up. It's his senior year. He, in the book he lives in uh oklahoma in the movie it's i think in georgia somewhere yeah, yeah. but kind of like a smaller ish you know city or a smaller town and you know it's a senior year but he doesn't seem to give a fuck Mm-mm. like he just is vibing he he talks about how he lives in the now
0: yeah he does not do uh very well at school and something that's interesting is that, uh, you know, I may forget to mention later, but, like, in the book specifically, Sutter seems to have a really good vocabulary. Yeah. And, which I found very interesting, but no one ever, like, brings it up. No. Like, at one point, uh, he corrects his sister on her use of the word penultimate. Yeah. Because she means it as, like, the, the, the most. Bit, the most. And he's like, actually, it's, like, the second to the most. Yeah. So, like, and he uses other words that are, like, uh, long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Speaking of vocabulary, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, big, big words, uh, many lettered words. <laughs>
0: uh, but I just found that very interesting about his character. And I was kind of hoping someone would be like, hey, you think you're dumb or people think you're dumb, but you're actually very articulate. Yeah. Like I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you are, babe. <laughs> yeah. And he is an alcoholic Like, it's clear kind of from the beginning, I think, in both the book and movie, even though we get a lot more development on this front, like, the book introduces us to Sutter and he's drinking at 10 a.m. Yeah. On a school day.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does a lot of um, defending his drinking. Yeah. And I really liked the general approach to drinking in this story, because I think it's handled in a somewhat realistic way, especially towards teens. Mm Because when you're a teenager, like, you're not going to get, like, the really bad side effects of drinking. Like, you're kind of invincible. yeah. And he kind of talks about, like, being a good drunk. Yeah. Even though that is obviously very questionable Mm -hmm. uh, in the story. But, like, he's not someone who is, like, angry or belligerent or, like— Super inappropriate or anything like that. Yeah. And he kind of uses this as like a defense mm-hmm. for, you know, it's all fine. Like I'm having a good time. Other people are having a good time. Yeah. Just enjoying the right now. The moment. The yeah. spectacular
1: now. Yeah. And his parents are divorced or separated. His dad moved out when he was younger. Um, and has he hasn't seen him in a long time in the book he talks about his dad kind of leaving um, the relationship or his mom kind of kicking him out and then becoming like kind of like a hotshot executive at the top of this like really fancy uh, skyscraper in the area. And in the movie, he talks about how his dad is a pilot now. But like, you know, his family is broken. And like in the book, he has a stepdad that he really dislikes. Yeah, And in both versions, he has an older sister who has married above her class like she's definitely married into like a rich environment Mm -hmm. almost you know kind of like escaping the like lower middle class and like lower class life that Sutter and his family grew up in
0: yeah and the mom is specifically different uh in the film yeah which I appreciated because in the book both his mom and his sister kind of like married up yeah and kind of became like vain Mm -hmm. and focused on money and like didn't seem to plastic
1: surgery yeah
0: plastic surgery didn't seem to love the men that they were with and Mm -hmm. like I think for like two of the women in his life to be like that is kind of like too much yeah it kind of seems to be sending like a sexist message I think so I appreciated the mom was different in the film she is a hard-working nurse Uh, Mm -hmm. They don't seem to be, you know, they're lower middle class, I'd say. I kind of wish we got more of the mom in the film. I agree. Because we get a brief moment of her, a scene in the beginning, Mm -hmm. where, like, she's kind of like, you know, couldn't you have hung this shirt up? It's all wrinkled now. I have to, like, I have a double shift today. And, you know, she's kind of giving him a hard time.
1: But they're also, like, joking around together. Yeah, it doesn't seem
0: like overly tense like it seems as tense as like a single mother raising a teenager like Sutter probably would be yeah um so later on when there's animosity mm-hmm. that Sutter is showing towards his mom it feels like unjustified or it feels like that relationship should have been explored more i
1: agree i wish we got more of them in the movie but to be fair the book really doesn't have a lot with his mom no either. it doesn't it even doesn't even less i'd say than the movie uh sutter is kind of like my mom isn't interested in me she doesn't really care about what's going on in my life and you know based on what we see from sutter's narration and her involvement it doesn't really seem like she cares no too much about that him. seems
0: very true
1: yeah And so the book is told completely from Sutter's perspective. It's kind of his stream of conscious narration um, with the book. And the movie starts out this way with Sutter writing a personal statement for a college application. So it's kind of like a voiceover setup.
0: Yes. Uh, Let's talk about the book narration, because this is a book that is... Uh, first person told from Sutter's perspective mm-hmm. and it's very much in his head. Yeah. And even so to the point that like he speaks in such a way where instead of saying he said, she said, mm-hmm. he, he he phrases things like, and he was like, and so I'm, yeah, you know, leading into quotations and stuff. So it's very uh conversational mm-hmm. in kind of a realistic way. And it took a little bit getting used to. But overall, I think it was interesting.
1: Yeah. I do think, though, it is kind of limiting. And I felt confused a lot of the time Mm. as to what was really happening. Because, I mean, you realize pretty early that Sutter is an unreliable narrator. For sure. So the whole time, you're kind of wondering what's really happening Mm -hmm. or what other characters are thinking. And I feel like we really don't get that as much as I would like. So I, I think the movie has the benefit of... Showing different perspectives and not being so stuck in Sutter's head. And while I think it is an interesting choice from like a writing style, I think in terms of like a narrative for a plot, I didn't like it as much.
0: Yeah. You know, at the beginning of the book, I will say it actually uh, grabbed me quite a bit. Yeah. I feel like I was reading through this book pretty quickly early on and the very short chapters are uh, much appreciated. Ian
1: Ian loves a short chapter. I love a
0: short chapter because it's like. (laughs) Three, four, you know, like three to maximum of like eight pages, maybe a chapter. And so it's always like, I could read another, you know? Yeah. Uh, but his the, the thing I like about the character of Sutter and this being told in first person perspective is that Sutter in almost any other teen book or movie would be the side character. Yeah. At be- At most, he would be like the best friend mm-hmm. who's wacky. And goofy and kind of like a, a, a screw up. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I understand that, especially in books, the main character is often like a reader stand in. Yeah. They're usually very grounded. They usually make choices and decisions that like you would make in that situation or at yeah. least are like very understandable. Mm-hmm. But I do sometimes, you know, think when we're reading all these books that like it is sometimes like. I don't think enough authors take advantage of this idea of, like, putting you in the head of someone who is radically different than you. Yeah. You know, because that's such a advantage to books and writing is that, like, you're forced to, like, experience things from their perspective so directly. Yeah. And I don't think enough books give us uh or put us in the head of someone who's like that drastically different than us
1: yeah i agree it's always interesting to see that happen let's talk a little bit about what happens in the book kind of at first like we get a couple Mm -hmm. random episodes a whole scene of sutter like helping this little boy get back to his mom
0: yeah i think it's good at establishing that like sutter does have like
1: Good intentions. Good
0: intentions, and then just, like, fucks things up. So I understand it from that point of view. It just
1: goes on for, like, a really long time. Mm -hmm. And then we have some interactions between him and his girlfriend, Cassidy, who he describes as my beautiful, fat girlfriend, Cassidy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, at first I'm like, is this book, like, fat positive? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's talking about how, like, gorgeous she is and that she's, you know, fat. But... I couldn't help but just feel that, like, because Sutter is like so much of what he says is like meant to be funny, but not like intentionally from his point of view. Yeah. That I'm like, are we supposed to think this is like funny?
1: Mm-hmm. And he
0: does also describe. I mean, it's also very objectifying. Yeah. And he does describe other fat people as just being like ugly, ugly and, fat, and flat. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and, in in terms of being negative, so yeah. I wouldn't say. It's fat positive at all.
1: No, I wouldn't either. And he really likes her, but also he can't listen to anything that she says. And in fact, he says that this is the problem between men and women and why men have oppressed women for uh, millennia is because women are so hot and attractive that men can't listen to anything they say when they have a boner. So they think that they just say nonsense, which I'm like, what are you even... Like, this is, like, a circular thing that you're saying. I don't even know what this is explaining. I know. On one hand, he's, like, he's not
0: blaming women. Yeah. But, like, I I mean, he is kind of being, like, men think women are beneath them or dumb because they're too dumb to listen to women. But I'm, like, this isn't – you're just agno- – But also
1: you're not listening to your Yeah, girlfriend. you are not, like,
0: trying. You're acting like it's something that's, like, completely out of your control. Uh, You know, it's one of those things where – you know, you're, you're led to question everything Sutter is thinking about, I think. Because, like, yeah. the book is very kind of blatant about him not being the brightest person in, oh, in yeah. all aspects of life, you know. Yeah. Or in a lot of aspects. And the
1: alcohol doesn't help.
0: No. So you are kind of questioning and thinking about the things that he's saying. mm mm-hmm. uh, But there is a lot, a lot of pontificating from Sutter. Yeah. And it, as the book continues... Like, at first I was like, oh, and this is kind of, like, interesting and kind of engaging. But, like, the book takes a long time for the plot to get going. I know. And, like, all these, like, side tangents and, like, uh, escapades that don't really, like,
1: do anything. Lead or con- to anything. Yeah.
0: It just kind of, it did start to drag for me after the beginning.
1: Yeah. We have this part in the story in both the book and the movie where he has this best friend, Ricky, and he's trying to get Ricky a girlfriend. And so they're hanging out with these two girls, and Sutter kind of makes it so Ricky and Bethany have to go off alone together. And then he and the other girl, Tara, who knows that he's setting up, you know, the two of them, is like, okay, now we just hang out. And it's sweet of him, you know, to try to get his friend a girlfriend, but it backfires because... His girlfriend Cassidy sees him alone with Tara, thinks that he's cheating on her, and breaks up with him.
0: Yes. And this is kind of like it felt like it was gonna happen in the book anyway, based on previous conversations that he's gonna fuck up and yeah. you know, Cassidy's gonna dump him, and um and this in the film
1: is like how we start.
0: <laughs> yes. The, the movie, you know, is beginning with him writing this, like, college admission letter, and he's explaining everything.
1: His, his biggest challenge in life. <laughs> yes. Is getting dumped by his girlfriend.
0: And, you know, he's explaining, like, what a dream team they were. I do kind of wish there was either more of Cassidy or maybe a little bit more time seeing them. What
1: they were like together.
0: Yeah. Um, but I do like how the movie just kind of, like, is summarizing this and montaging it at the beginning. Yeah. And there's this great music playing yeah it's kind of like this derpy marching band music <laughs> as he's like partying yeah and trying to like forget about Cassidy and like going to the bars and trying to hit on college girls mm-hmm. and like just kind of this like really sad Um, almost like (laughs) pathetic routine and just like as it continues this marching band music just like gets more and more out of sync yeah as he's like driving his car and like shouting out the window and getting drunker yeah and at one point like it seems like he's swerving off the road and just like the title of the movie the spectacular now just like hits the screen
1: great moment it's
0: really good like i think the the beginning of this film starts off on like the right foot of Like, obviously, he's a mess, Mm -hmm. but like almost by you buying into it being like fun.
1: Yeah. Or
0: like at least entertaining at this point. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very successful in in that way.
1: I agree. So let's talk about kind of what gets Sutter to this turning point in the story. Yeah. In In both versions, he's trying to get Cassidy back and ends up seeing her with another guy. Yeah, and this kind of leads to some drunken behavior. In the book, we also get a scene where he goes to dinner with his sister and her husband, and like some of their fancy friends, like
0: at his sister's house. Yeah, it's like a dinner party. There's guests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Sutter is being like, <laughs> God, he get, <laughs> he he has a he has a huge blunt, yeah, or joint that he got from uh, his friend. And he's already kind of drunk, and he decides to go up to the bathroom to smoke it. He gets paranoid when he hears his brother-in-law coming, so he hides in a closet. Yeah. Blunt is still lit, and he accidentally sets the plastic bag on a suit on fire in the closet. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, burns up his suit. Yeah. And so the whole thing is just, like, this really absurd.
1: Disaster where, like, they kick him out, his sister's crying, it's this whole thing. (laughs) But, you know, he hits up some bars, he's getting wasted. Um, Last thing he can remember is driving his car randomly through some neighborhoods, and then he ends up waking up uh, in the morning on some random person's lawn.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of funny. You assume he's going to get in a car accident, and you think he is at first. Yeah. But then he just wakes up on on someone's lawn, like not his car's nowhere in sight. He has no idea where it is. Yeah. Uh, and he's woken up by a girl from his high school named Amy.
1: Mm-hmm. She's on her paper route, so she's literally driving by at 6 a.m. with some papers to throw and, and finds him. And she knows who he is. We're meant to believe that Sutter... He's this party guy. You know, everybody at school kind of knows him. He is kind of the jokester, the the fun party guy to be around. But like, he doesn't know her because she's shy. She's kind of awkward. She's nerdy. Um, but the two of them them are meeting in this moment,
0: yeah. And he decides to help her on her paper route because yeah. she'll drive around in the truck. And he can like look for his car simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So this kind of puts them together and we get to know Amy a little bit. And she is a nerdy girl. Mm-hmm. She's painfully shy. Yeah. Um. Awkward. You know, Sutter describes her as not being like very attractive. Yeah. And... She's played in the movie by Shailene Woodley.
1: (laughs) Who, of course, is very attractive, but that's how it is with movies. It is,
0: for sure. (laughs) I will say, though, I do think she does a really good job of being extremely shy. Yeah. And she's not like, I mean, she's definitely attractive, but I don't think she's kind of like the knockout gorgeousness that, like...
1: Brie Larson is.
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like, you know, know, Shailene Woodley is definitely attractive, but, like... It's a little easier to, like, make you believe that she's, like, maybe normal. Yeah. Uh, But she does do the awkward quietness really well to the point that you're like, yeah, I could picture her, like, not being very popular in school.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we find out pretty early with Amy because Sutter's just, like, chatting with her as they're driving that, like, she's doing the paper route. It's actually her mom's paper route. Mm -hmm. But her mom makes Amy do it a lot of the time by herself. And, like, Amy has to contribute even her share of the money towards her mom's expenses. And so from these cues and other stuff she ends up revealing about her stepdad and, like, this other situation, like, other things in her life, Amy's kind of being taken advantage of.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: By her mom and her mom's boyfriend or stepdad or whatever. And, like, she doesn't even realize it. Yeah. She's just, like, a really kind, nice person but is kind of a doormat. And... It's those. It's this kind of helplessness that makes Sutter kind of feel bad for her mm-hmm. and want to help her.
0: Yeah. I don't know how much I buy into this motivation for Sutter up front. I know. That he, like, just wants to help this girl. I, I think the story could have, like, worked something into, I mean, like, eventually she starts tutoring him in math. But, like, that seems more, like, secondary to him, like, after yeah. he's decided to help her already. Yeah. And I, I think, like, it could have, and, like, you know, I know it's trying to position Sutter as being, like, a guy with, like, good intentions. Mm-hmm. But it's to the point of feeling, like, okay, what high school guy is going to be, like, I'm going to help out this, like, really sad, unpopular girl, nerdy girl who, like, he clearly doesn't. Have I mean, he kind of has respect for her, but, like, also kind of not.
1: I mean, what's more realistic in this situation is that someone like Sutter would meet someone like Amy, would recognize that she's really passive and she's easy to control. Yeah. And he would choose her because of that, because he's an abuser. Yeah. So, like, I feel like this book is trying to be like, oh, no, he really saw something in her and wanted to help her. But the reality is... If you saw this play out, like if you really saw this play out, say you knew someone who was a little passive and let people walk all over her, and then you see this kind of like loser partying guy Mm -hmm. who, you know, is just kind of out of control, start dating her. You would be really concerned.
0: Yeah. And like a lot of his friends seem to be that way. Yeah. And, you know, maybe the book did kind of have this intention of you're not really supposed to believe Sutter. Yeah. Because, I mean, where the – I'll say where the book takes the story, um, you know, it, and it's present to a point in the, in the film, too, but, like, he is taking advantage of her. And, I yeah. mean, like, he is able to party around her and she won't say shit about it and that kind of thing. So, like, yeah. maybe it's supposed to be, like, a subconscious decision, but – I don't think so.
1: It's just really hard to know what the book is trying to say here.
0: Yeah, it's I, I, not clear. I, I genuinely don't think that's the case because, yeah. like, he's not trying to date her at first, and he's he is adamant with that about his to his
1: friends, yeah, to
0: himself even. It's not like, oh, I want to date her. It has nothing to do with her being passive. Like, I, I actually really think, yeah, like the romance, at least in his mind, comes later. Mm-hmm. But it is a Very uncomfortable dynamic.
1: It is. A little bit less so in the movie, but it is still kind of weird, I'd say.
0: Yeah, like, you know, we get this early scene of them getting lunch together. Yeah. I was just imploding (laughs) on the inside reading this because Sutter is just telling her all these stories, all these, like, wild stories about a time he jumped off a bridge and jumped out of a car or whatever shit, and he's, like... Yeah, like, it's no big deal. And, like, <laughs> and she's, like, oh, my God. And, like, this poor girl is just, I know. like...
1: hanging on his every word.
0: Yeah. And it's just, like, so painful because Sutter is clearly... And, like, you get this impression already, but, like, it's so bad in this situation because, like, it's directed towards such an impressionable girl. Yeah. But, like, he's so performative. I know. And I have known some people in my life who are this way like performative and wanting like needing to be liked yeah and like not respected but people to think they're cool Mm -hmm. to the extent that it's just like painful to be around them and
1: tiring and
0: tiring yeah uh and 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 reading this is just like really tough
1: (laughs) yeah and it plays kind of the same in the in the movie too where like, he asks her to tell some stories, and she starts telling stories about him. Yeah. Because she doesn't feel like she has anything epic to share, you know? hmm And also showing that she knows a lot about him and kind of idolizes him a bit. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's, like, never even heard of her before.
0: We learn more about her, about, like, the science fiction books that she likes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sutter ends up inviting her to this party mm-hmm. to go with him they go together and he's like it's not a date i'm just trying to get her out there i'm trying to get her more confident and have her meet people and initially he does try to set her up with this one guy at the party it doesn't really end up working out that way there's this whole thing in the book about him trying to like pick a fight between some guy and another guy over a girl which by the way, talking about abusers, the guy like Quigley or whatever, who was like ready yeah. to beat the shit out of anyone who looked at his girlfriend, I'm like, talk about abusers, like <laughs> Yeah. Nobody thinks that's a problem. They're but, like, Oh, that's Quigley. Oh, man. Remember when he was first dating that one girl and he almost killed that one guy and he was in like eighth grade? <laughs> oh,
0: good times, man. <laughs> what a what a guy to be around. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> I like high school books that try to incorporate like a lot of names and people because that's how it it is in high school. Yeah. Even if you go to a small one like I did, Mm -hmm. our graduating class was like 95. It's still a lot because you tend to know everyone, at least in that situation. And that's like a lot of names and people you run into. But also it's in this book, it just feels like a lot of names. Like no one really stands out. No one feels distinctive. It's kind of like, eh.
1: This guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah.
0: And they're kind of like brought up and then quickly dropped. Like that dude never appears again in no. the book at all. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it, it's just a lot happens in the book in this scene and like none of it amounts to anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he is kind of interested in seeing Cassidy there because she's been emailing or IMing in the movie him. And so he's like, well, maybe she misses me. Maybe she wants to get back together. But when they're at the party, she's clearly there with Marcus and doesn't really talk much with Sutter.
0: Yeah. And he is obviously in the book and I think in the film, like jealous of uh, Amy talking to other guys and kind of like intervenes and – he asks, like, do you want to go for a walk? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Amy has been, you know, trying to drink at this party, which she, like, never does. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, so that's, like, a whole experience for her.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: they go on this walk and kind of have conversations. And I, I have to say, in the film, this is a really good scene. Yeah. It's done as one really long take mm-hmm. of the two of them just kind of, like, walking along the lake. And I think Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley have really good chemistry in this movie.
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: I don't know... I, I, I attribute a lot of it to the directing, mm-hmm. I think, because, like, a lot of it feels maybe not improvisational, but it has that quality. Mm-hmm. It has, like, a very naturalistic kind of, not interrupting each other or talking over each other, but, like, that... That flow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I just think, like, they have a really good... It makes me um, care about the relationship, I think, more in the film than yeah. I do in the book.
1: Yeah, and they're, they're just talking about her life and he's trying to inspire her to stand up for herself more yeah um he's giving her some drinks he's saying like you know just yell get off my fucking back mom uh in the movie it's motherfucking back (laughs) 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 gotta make that distinction yes um but you know just trying to give her some confidence there and you know then she starts saying like because he's like oh well let's let's say, fuck off to whatever guy broke your heart. And she's like, well, nobody's ever been into me. Mm -hmm. Kind of putting herself down, being like, no one's ever liked me that way. I'm not like that kind of girl. Like, guys don't like me.
0: Yeah. And this is when Sutter is, he tells her, like, you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. And he kisses her. Yeah. And in the book, they make out for a long time. Mm -hmm. And he wakes up the next morning, hungover, With only the vaguest recollection of asking her to prom.
1: Yeah. And I love how in the book he's literally like, Yeah, so I just had to kiss her in order to prove her wrong that boys were not interested in her. That's definitely why I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. It's like a little bit too much. It
1: gets tiresome. Cause
0: he's like, I don't know why, but like I got bothered by the guys talking to her. And it's like, okay, whatever you say, man. Like it's so.
1: It just goes so far. Like he, it starts with this. Him kissing her and being like, well, I had to. And then literally every other thing that happens with Amy, he's like, well, I just said yes because she looked so sad. Or like, I was trying to build her confidence. or
0: It's not going to last. Yeah,
1: he's like denying the whole Literally up until the point like they have sex, he's like, well, I'm not going to have sex with her. And then he's like, I had sex with her, but what else was I supposed (laughs) to do in that situation? Come on. Give me a break. And I'm like, oh my God.
0: Yeah, I get that that's like, they try to establish that as a part of his character, and I mean, he is set up as being, like, kind of a clueless dude and kind of dumb.
1: It goes on too long.
0: But yeah, it, from a reading perspective, like, it's hard to, like, buy into that, I think, to a certain extent in in the book.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the movie, it genuinely seems like he's kind of unexpectedly falling for her.
0: Yeah, it all seems to happen mostly in... I mean, he he seems to be caught off guard by it, but he seems to be, like, interested in her in in the party scene.
1: When we have a scene with him talking with Ricky, Mm -hmm. where Ricky's like, what, you're dating her now? You're going to take her to the prom? And he's like, no, she's really beautiful, like, when you, like, look at her. And he's kind of, like, saying and explaining. Yeah. I mean, he's saying, like, well, she'll get sick of me and break up with me. But it's not as denial-heavy as it is in the book. Like, the narration the whole time in the book is like, well... I'm not really going to date her. Well, I'm not really going to have sex with her. Well, it's not going to, you know, it's just too much.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing that I think is a roadblock or issue with first person perspectives like this. Yeah. Is that people don't really process their feelings and thoughts in this way. Yeah. When you have to put it in words, mm-hmm. it starts to seem like really ridiculous. Yeah. You don't like do this deep dive Of this, like, whole self-rationalizing. Yeah. And I think that is a trap with, like, these first-person books is, like, the more you have to start trying to explain something, Mm -hmm. the more it kind of, like, starts to fall apart or seem really ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, I'm not a writer, so I don't know how to get around that. But, like, I do think it can be tough reading it.
1: I agree. So now we have a scene with Cassidy and Sutter. And Sutter hasn't really, even though he's, like, kind of seeing Amy, he hasn't really given up on the whole Cassidy thing. No. And so they end up meeting up, and it's kind of the same in both the book and movie, a little bit different, but it actually seems like they're going to have sex in both versions. Like, they're reminiscing about the good times they used to have Mm -hmm. when they were dating. You know, they're remembering all the feelings. And in the book, they go so far as to, like, Kind of get naked and start like making out.
0: Yeah, they're like at the point of
1: actual sex yeah, happening. But, yeah,
0: but and 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 credit to Sutter, she's suddenly like, "Okay, you can do it," and is like tense
1: and it stops moving. And
0: he's like, "Whoa, yeah, what's going on?" Mm-hmm. And he's kind of realizing that she's like second guessing this, uncertain, and mm-hmm. so he like stops. So I do appreciate like Sutter for all of his problems does seem to have an understanding of like physical boundaries yeah and and,
1: consent and
0: consent and like what's appropriate in that regard
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh so yeah yeah and and you know suddenly Cassidy is kind of explaining how she's uncertain about what she wants in life and it's interesting because like she's with Marcus now who is like this real go-getter he's got like a future planned out for himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's very motivated. He, he doesn't even drink at all. He's like basically the exact opposite of Sutter, <laughs> maybe almost like to too far of an extreme. Yeah.
1: And she feels caught because in some ways this is exactly what she needed after being with Sutter. Yeah. Um, But on the other hand, she misses the fun and the kind of casual and laid back nature of what she and Sutter had together. Yeah. Um, But she's also realizing that, with Sutter, there's no future. And yeah. this is something that's brought up specifically in the movie where Cassidy is like, I need to have a future. I can't just live in the now, you know, yeah. and that's all that you were going to give to me.
0: And, and Sutter's like, I don't have a future for myself. Like, I literally don't think about anything yeah. in the future for even me or anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this really sad and painful moment for Cassidy. And I I do like this. And I mean, this is kind of like the one of the biggest themes in the whole story, uh, and it fits so well with a high school story. Yeah. Of you're leaving high school, finally, you're deciding your own future. Are you going to college? Are you going to a trade school? Mm-hmm. Will, you, will you move somewhere else? Will you stay in town? Yeah. And you have someone like Marcus, who is everything planned out. And then you have Sutter, the main character, who, like, literally is like, I couldn't give two shits. Yeah. Like, I kind of, all all I know is I like drinking, basically.
1: And you're like, oh, this is not a good sign.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is promising.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I I agree. And I think another thing to maybe think about it this time, too. So the book was written in 2008. The movie was like 2012? 13. 13. You know, we're in the middle of the recession. Yeah. So I think these themes and these questions are really poignant. At this time for these kids, these characters. Yeah. Like, it feels like the world that they're entering is a scary and uncertain place. I mean... It hasn't gotten like it, better. I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like things have improved. Boy, those were the days, right? <laughs> Remember the recession, Ian?
0: <laughs> Adina, oh. I would give up my entire life savings to go back to that recession. I
1: know, right? <laughs> oh, memories, uh. anyway. <laughs> but I do feel... Like, it's capturing what, you know, a lot of teenagers probably felt at this time, entering a really uncertain college future, a really uncertain workforce, things like that. Also, the book kind of talks about the war going on. It does. A lot. Yeah. And kind of this idea that some people they know... um, have enlisted and have died in Afghanistan. And this kind of being like a major theme too. I almost wish it was brought up a little more because it's kind of hinted at and then dropped.
0: Yeah, it is. There are a lot of really good conversations in the book. Like for as much like fluff or fat in this book that I think easily could have been trimmed. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of good conversations and moments between characters that yeah. I like really liked. Like that one about uh, the war and Sutter even, I I forget how it goes. Like Ricky is like, yeah, you know, you should go to military school and then go overseas and then get yourself blown up. Like, that would, like, show your parents. And he's like, honestly, my parents would probably love it. Like, they wouldn't (laughs) have to deal with me. They get to be sad, grieving parents of, like, a A war. A hero son. A hero veteran son. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of a funny conversation, but, like, still very poignant Mm -hmm. about, like, politically what's going on at the time.
1: Definitely. And Sutter's
0: character. Um, Ricky even has a great scene about talking about, like, the wonders of being a kid. Yeah. And he talks about specifically, he went with his dad to the bank once. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, and it was amazing. He's like, they had a fountain inside the bank, like, indoors, a (laughs) fountain. And I was like, there's coins in here. And my dad was like, yeah, people make a wish and throw a coin in the fountain. he's like, people are wishing on a magic fountain? And just like, and now he's like, the bank is the most boring place in the world. And just kind of like, the loss of innocence and that childhood wish wonder like it was very funny and like interesting also kind
1: of showing the role of drugs and drinking to try to recapture that (laughs) innocence and that joy and wonder
0: yeah so you know i don't want to act like the whole book is just like a slog no Uh, there are a lot of good moments like this Mm -hmm. uh, but they're pretty equally balanced out by moments that could be forgotten
1: well and you have a really great moment like that with ricky but then ricky's kind of dropped for like most of the rest of the book,
0: yeah. so I'm
1: like, well, where is that moment going? And like, does that have something to do with how Sutter's feeling? Like I don't know if it really connects all the dots.
0: That's fair. Yeah, it, it's kind of um, it really does feel just like stream of consciousness, like, what am I thinking at this moment? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really contribute to like, I mean, short of like, you know, teen anxiety about the future, yeah, uh. But yeah, no, a a lot of good conversations in this. Mm
1: -hmm. He ends up giving some relationship advice to Marcus like after this encounter with Cassidy where Marcus is actually kind of confronting him and is like, why are you hanging out with Cassidy? And Sutter gets a chance to be like, look, she just needs you to like chill out and have some fun. And I think the two of you could be really good together.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) Marcus is like very... He, like, lets his guard down and Sutter, like, gives him good advice. And he kind of tells Sutter, like, you know, like, you're pretty deep. Like, you're not not just a joke.
1: Like everyone says. Yeah,
0: like everyone says. And
1: that's kind of like.
0: Yeah, really. Like, it's more the negative side of that comment that I think Sutter takes to heart. Mm -hmm. The idea that people think he's a joke. Yeah. Even though Marcus's point is, like, that you you do have a depth. Mm
1: -hmm. It seems
0: more cutting than anything.
1: Yeah, he kind of, like, avoids Amy for a while after the party and drunkenly inviting her to prom because I think he's afraid of talking to her again and maybe, like, actually having to go to prom with her.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, But we get, like, a, you know, a scene in the movie of, like, her friend being like, why are you avoiding her? Stop being a dick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I do like her friend in this because, like, on one hand, she's very controlling in a way yeah and Sutter like understands why she would like Amy as a friend because Amy is very malleable um but I do appreciate that she's like standing up for Amy and especially yeah. is that like Amy's drinking gets worse that she's like hey you're a piece of shit Sutter yeah you know <laughs> like she's kind of I, I like her character yeah uh we get a scene uh in the movie where they go to dinner at uh Sutter's sister's house. It's it's similar to like the dinner party but it's like smaller, mm-hmm. more intimate and Sutter doesn't set the house on fire in this scene. <laughs> no, it's
1: a really chill scene instead it ends up being kind of like a moment to explore Amy's life a mm-hmm. bit. She ends up talking about her mom and her dad because Sutter assumes that her parents are divorced and then she's like, "Oh no, my dad is dead." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's super uncomfortable. <laughs> and she explains how he, uh in the um, in the film anyway, was addicted to painkillers, and his her sister found him dead on the kitchen floor. Yeah.
1: In the book, he's addicted to huffing gasoline. So.
0: Yeah, that's that's a choice. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure some people are.
1: It's really sad though, and like Amy though talks about how. She has these dreams of the future and of a relationship with someone and like complimenting each other, you know, not necessarily being into the same things, but supporting each other and being different enough to have like a complimentary relationship. She also wants to work for NASA and have a horse ranch, so keeping which, her keeping her expectations low. Yeah, which
0: both factor into the um, uh, the the science fiction story that she's writing with yeah. horses and aliens in space, <laughs> and it's all very funny. Then things get a little more serious between Sutter and Amy.
1: Yeah, they have sex.
0: They do in the book. Um,
1: <laughs> just like the tone of your voice you're like yeah
0: we we didn't bring this up in in our outline and i actually remembered it in the middle of talking about something else earlier and oh, i was really? like oh no we have to talk about that
1: <laughs> no i i wrote it down okay
0: so. i forgot to write it down <laughs> um after they have sex for the first time which i guess is is great you know in the book at least and this is where Amy reveals to Sutter that when she was 13, 14, 14 she was raped by her stepbrother. Yeah, her yeah. mom's
1: boyfriend's son. Yes. Who was 20. Yeah. At the time. And the way that she describes it is really awful because you know right away that she has internalized this and mm-hmm. kind of blamed herself for the situation. She's never told anyone about it. She never told her mom what happened to her. Um, You know... I mean, it's literally... You don't have to say more than that. Like, she was 14. He was 20. Um, he was supposed to be like a brother to her. And instead, he took advantage of her and sexually assaulted her. He raped her. And she tells this to Sutter. And Sutter is just, like, devastated for her, I think. Yeah. Um, And also feels like he kind of owes her something now.
0: Yeah. You know, I do think that the scene in the book was handled realistically and, and I'll, I don't want to say tastefully, but yeah. like, you know, it wasn't like overly graphic with the description or anything. And, yeah. and the situation felt realistic in terms of like she wasn't like attacked by like an older boy like in the park. No. It was like a family member mm-hmm. and like the way it plays out felt just kind of like. Horrifying, but like almost realistic, mundane, mundane. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um. So I do think like the details of it and the way it, you know, and 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 her still feeling guilty about it, like she feels like she asks Sutter, like, "Do you hate me?" Yeah. You know what I mean. And it's very sad. Mm -hmm. Um. But however, I'm not. I don't. I I question its role in the story and to Amy's character. I know. Like, is it really just for Sutter to feel? But like we already her. know
1: that she has suffered yeah Do we need to really have her suffer more yeah like I,
0: I just kind of am like you know if you're going to include something like this in your story I'm not saying it has to be like the focus of the story or anything yeah but it really just feels like I don't know also she was like raped or whatever yeah like it feels very just It, it it's talked about almost exclusively in one scene and then like never again referenced like once Mm -hmm. one other time in the story. Yeah. So that that's where my issue lies more than anything.
1: Yeah. And the movie doesn't deal with this at all. Totally. uh, I think rightfully skips this. I think the movie was like, I don't think we have the range (laughs) to cover this. So we're just not going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) The movie though does focus on what Sutter reveals to Amy in this scene. In the book and the movie, which is that his dad is not an executive at the top of the fancy building or an airline pilot. He actually uh, left one day and he hasn't heard from him since. He doesn't know where he is or what he's doing.
0: Yeah. And that also his mom won't tell him where he is. Yeah. And Amy is kind of like mad for him. And she's like, that's not right of her to like hold that information from you. Yeah. Like he's your father. Mm hmm you're like an adult now basically like you have you sh- a
1: right to know yeah
0: you should be allowed to like see him if you want to see him
1: mhm
0: and they make a pact later on uh in the film anyway where amy is saying i'll stand up to my mom yeah if you stand up to yours mhm and keep in mind that like except for that brief moment we got early in the film we have not seen the mom no. at all so like This, like, revelation about the mom and Sutter and Amy being, like, that's shitty of her. You have to stand up to her. Yeah, it it feels like, oh, okay, like...
1: I guess this is happening Like, she didn't
0: seem that bad. You know, I I think the movie could have done a lot more to, like, reinforce this.
1: I agree. Let's go to prom.
0: Finally, back to prom.
1: (laughs) Sutter gives Amy a flask as a prom gift.
0: He sure does. I think uh, both versions... Book and movie do a good job of kind of like escalating Amy's alcoholism drinking or, or or drinking, I should say. Yeah, kind of like under the surface, like it's definitely there. Yeah, but like no one's talking about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Sutter gives her a
1: flash. It's <laughs> like I know what's really what women really want,
0: and he straps it to her wrist and everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's at prom and he's very much like. I think he's feeling nostalgic. I think he is feeling a lot of fear about his future but he's not wanting to admit it so instead he's like oh it's never going to get better than it is right now and i want to be like you are so wrong
0: <laughs> well maybe not for him maybe I don't not know. for him yeah <laughs> yeah it is interesting to like i mean i think you and i probably both had our eyes on the future in terms of college and what we wanted to do after high school so it's like yeah. you know graduating is emotional and so is prom to a degree but like you're not exactly like uh if only we could stay another year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Sutter kind of seems to be feeling that way.
1: Yeah. In fact, he tells his math teacher in a scene in the movie that he's not even sure that he wants to graduate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I think the inclusion of the math teacher is interesting too. kind of this
1: mm-hmm.
0: not rival, but someone he's kind of butting up against in terms of his education. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he Sutter gives kind of a whole speech in the book. I think it's just an inner monologue about how. He loves everybody Mm -hmm. and just that like Sutter, he he just does have this like genuine warmth towards like most people. Yeah. You know what I mean? He Mm -hmm. kind of has this like interest in most people and like. like He can
1: talk to anybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, And kind of this is like him in his element almost. Mm -hmm. And who knows when he'll get this again.
1: Yeah. Amy though asks him to move with her. So Her sister is going to college. In the book, it's in St. Louis, and in the movie, it's in Philadelphia. And she's like, listen, I got accepted to go to college there. My sister said I can stay with her, and she has this place where I can get a job. I think it would be great if you moved with me. We could get our own apartment. You could get a job there. I could get a job there. You could go to school there if you wanted. We could kind of – we could make a life together. Yeah.
0: It's so sad because you're just like, oh, Amy, (laughs) please, like, don't do this. Yeah. Don't go into college with your boyfriend moving in with you. With
1: your alcoholic boyfriend from your small town.
0: It's going to be so bad. (laughs) And in both versions, Sutter kind of like really half-heartedly is like,
1: okay.
0: (laughs) And she's like, great.
1: (laughs) We're doing it. (laughs) I mean, I think... She sees a future for them. Yeah. You know, she sees the future for herself. She sees what Sutter's future could be. She can see them together. Whereas Sutter refuses to consider the idea of future at all. Yeah. So for him, this is like just some kind of pipe dream.
0: It's like abstract.
1: It's so unreal to him, even though this is really doable for them. Mm -hmm. Like it really is. Yeah, no, it
0: is. You know? Um, Yeah, even though you're like, Amy, you deserve more. Like you shouldn't like tie yourself to this one person but mm-hmm. like it is sad because it is something that like if sutter did care about and was invested in like yeah. this would be a good thing for him potentially mm-hmm. so he half-heartedly <laughs> agrees we have a whole thing to talk about with the book oh my god post prom
1: yeah amy and sutter go to an after party which Amy originally doesn't want to go to. Yeah. She just wants to spend the night with him in their, like, hotel room and have sex and just have a good time together, the two of them. Sutter kind of drags her back out to this after-prom party and then kind of leaves her.
0: Yeah. I think it's very telling about Sutter and their relationship. Yeah. She's, like, like naked and is uh-huh. like, I just want to hang out in our hotel room and, and fuck. Yeah. And he's like... Put yeah, your
1: clothes on, let's go. But yeah,
0: but the party, let's go to the party. <laughs> and then, like, basically ditches her. Yeah. Uh, I, so, you know... Amy is drinking a lot while she's there, mm-hmm. and Sutter is just, like, living his life, jumping in the pool, like, mm-hmm. causing just pandemonium, basically. And he finds out from, uh, I think it's Cassidy. Yeah. She's, like, Amy's in the bathroom, and she's sick. Yeah. Like, you have
1: You to- have to go get her and yeah. take care of her. Then Amy comes out, sees the two of them together, and is like, get away from him, you fat bitch, and slaps Cassidy <laughs> across the face.
0: Yeah. And falls- uh, through a
1: glass table Chris
0: Farley style <laughs> through a glass table in yeah. the middle of this party and
1: then pukes again yeah and Sutter's like okay I'm gonna take you home I mean I think we're all meant to believe it this is like really out of character for Amy y-
0: yeah and I mean it feels that way like, yeah we've seen that she's grown in her like confidence I'll yeah. say with air quotes like standing up to her mom mm-hmm. and things like that but like This has all also been fueled by alcohol. Yeah. And so now that she's, like, really drunk, like, Mm -hmm. she's going to stand up to Cassidy and, like, want to fight her, basically. And, like... Yeah. I really liked this scene in the book, though. And by liked, I mean it was awful. But I appreciated it because the book's been kind of going at a really slow pace this whole time. Yeah. And I think this is the first time... And it's been building to this, but this is the first time that, like, her kind of dependency on alcohol and Sutter's influence on her is really like it's on display. Yeah. And Sutter has to like face that and everyone else is like seeing it really.
1: Yeah. And it leads to um, this scene in the book where his Sutter's friends, Cassidy, Marcus and Ricky actually confront him. And he's like, what is this an intervention? They're like, no, not for you.
0: We know we can't get you to stop drinking for
1: Amy. And I'm like. I mean, okay, I agree, but maybe you should also do one for Sutter. Yeah. Because, like, Sutter is clearly suffering. It's It's interesting that they're like, listen, you have to break up with her because you're a really bad influence on her, and look what she's becoming, and look what you're doing to her. But they're also, they're like, well, but you're hopeless. Like, you're a hopeless case. Like, that's really sad. It is, and I'm like,
0: is this realistic to a degree? Like,
1: I mean, they're... They're
0: teenagers, and I don't know, like, I wasn't exposed to this as a teenager, but if I knew someone who was, like, drinking whiskey at 10 a.m. Yeah. to get through the day, I don't care how laid back or how much they defended it, I'd be like, this is an issue. Yeah. Uh, But, like, I don't know, everyone just seems to, like, accept it or be like, we can't change it. Yeah. And, you know, I know Sutter's kind of a fuck-up, but, like, you know, his best friend he has he's a really close friend ricky Mm -hmm. cassidy still cares about him like he has people in his life that should be trying to stop this yeah but it is a telling scene and you know we also are are clued into the fact that like amy's grades have been slipping too yeah um so you know this escalation of her drinking i think is interesting and it's like i don't know it's taken so long for the book to get to this point. Yeah. But at this point in the story, I'm like, okay, okay, good. Like something to like They're
1: going there. Yeah,
0: they're going to this extent, and I'm really like glad that we're discussing this now. Mm
1: hmm. Sutter decides to try to find his dad, though. And in the movie he confronts his mom about it mm-hmm. and she refuses to tell him where her dad is yeah. or where his dad is.
0: <laughs> o- only the second time we're seeing the mom. Yeah. And he tells her when she refuses, like, now I know why dad left you. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh y- y- You know, just really antagonistic and very heavy for a relationship we don't understand.
1: Yeah. In the book, though, he goes to his sister. And we get a scene that's similar in the movie where he's like, I'm trying to find dad. Please let me know if you know where he is or have his number or anything. His sister does end up giving him their dad's number, but she kind of has a conversation with him that's like, your memories of dad and my memories of dad are are very different. Yeah,
0: and this is interesting because, like, she was older at the time. Yeah. And I think has, like, more perspective on what the dad was actually like than Sutter does. Yeah. And is kind of trying to warn him Mm -hmm. against seeing the dad. Yeah. But I also think she understands that Sutter does need to, like, maybe see his dad. And
1: kind of go through this himself.
0: Yeah, that maybe it would, like, be good for him. mm mm-hmm. uh, So she, which, by the way, uh, the sister in the movie is played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. Which, I mean, she's great. Yeah. So, good casting. <laughs> but Sutter gets his dad's phone number. He calls him. And we actually see it play out in the movie. It's, like, a very kind of awkward conversation. But mm-hmm. they agree that Sutter will drive, I think it's, like, three hours away uh to go visit the dad.
1: Yeah, and Amy comes with him. They go to the dad's house, and when they get there, it's clear that the dad forgot that they were coming. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And he's like, "Oh, I was about to go out and meet somebody at a bar. Why don't you come with? And we can all hang out together."
0: The dad is played in the movie by Kyle Chandler, yeah. who I I think was the um lead on Friday Night Lights. Uh he was in uh I must a crazy eight, super eight, uh, as the, the dad police officer. So I've only ever seen him as like
1: the good guy. Yeah.
0: Kind of like the dad kind of character or whatever. Like, you know, but, um, he plays a shitty
1: washed what? up loser.
0: Yeah. Super well. He's mm-hmm. great in this part.
1: He is. And it's basically kind of the same in both the book and the movie where they're at this bar, they're kind of having a good time, and the dad's there with this woman who, you know, is... She has
0: her own problems, Yeah, it seems. <laughs> I'll say that.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, they start talking about, like, Sutter and him growing up, and the dad kind of admits to cheating on the mom.
0: Yeah, because this was the story that Sutter had heard from his mom. Yeah. And I think... Because his memories of his dad were so positive that
1: Mm
0: -hmm. he's convinced his mom is just making it up or blowing things out of proportion. Yeah. Or, like, the dad was just doing it because of the mom. But the dad is very upfront, upfront about it. And in the movie, the revelation is more the fact that, like, the mom didn't kick the dad out. Yeah. Like. He left. He left. And it's so sad because you realize his mom has been lying about this. Because she probably thought it was better yeah, to think that, like, she had kicked him out mm-hmm. instead of him leaving.
1: Abandoning him.
0: Abandoning him by his own choice.
1: Yeah. And the dad even says, he's like, yeah, you know, I just, I'm not cut out to be a family man.
0: Yeah. He's like, I wanted to be there for you, but, like, it's yeah. just not how I made. And he gives this, like, really shitty half-hearted excuse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you can just see... And and there's a great moment, too, where Sutter puts a song on the jukebox that he thinks his dad's going to recognize. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I mean, that person's like, whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, there ends up being this situation and like Sutter and Amy have to pay for the food and drinks that they've been drinking Mm -hmm. because the dad has to leave unexpectedly. And then he's like, hey, I have to take this woman I'm with home, but uh, meet me back there and we'll hang out. And so, you know, Sutter and Amy are waiting and waiting and waiting, and he never shows up.
0: Yeah. And in the movie, they actually go back to that bar, mm-hmm. and the dad is in the bar. Drinking. Drinking and hanging out with his friends. Yeah. And so, uh, needless to say, this is very devastating <laughs> to Sutter. Yeah. He, they, they've been drinking all day. He's mm-hmm. still hitting his flask, and they're driving home. And Amy's trying to be supportive. Yeah. At first... She's, like, kind of not defending the dad, but, mm-hmm. like, being, like, oh, he was nice. He wanted
1: to see us. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been with us if he could.
0: But then also just trying to, like, tell Sutter that he's not his dad and mm-hmm. that, like, you know, he doesn't have to make the same mistakes as him. But Sutter's just kind of on a downward spiral.
1: Yeah. In the movie, she actually tells Sutter that she loves him. Oh, Yeah. This is, like, the first time she's telling him that, but he's so angry at his dad. Uh, but his dad's not there, so he's taking it out on Amy instead. Yeah. Um, which is also abusive behavior. Um, and they're arguing, and he's had a lot to drink, and in the book it's actually raining, and they end up almost hitting another car, and so he tries to swerve out of the way. They end up, like, hydroplaning across the road. Yeah. And finally coming to a, so- a stop, and they're safe.
0: Yeah, and Amy's first reaction is, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Which sends uh, Sutter off, because he's like, I almost killed us, and you're concerned about me. Yeah. And he's just kind of like so, he's just rejecting any love or caring or sympathy that Amy's trying to like give him. Yeah. And in the book, he is like, I can't do this and he like leaves the car
1: yeah he gets out
0: he gets out he's walking down the road. Amy tries following him mm-hmm. she's drunk she stumbles a little bit into the actual uh highway mm-hmm. and gets clipped by a car yeah all really bad
1: yep yeah. the movie the movie who he uh after they come to a stop after swerving in the road he starts freaking out at Amy. Because she's concerned about him. And he's like, I'm bad for you. Get away from me. Get out of the car. And he's yelling at her and he's telling her to get out of the car. She's crying. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's getting out of the car. She gets out of the car and then gets hit by a car immediately.
0: I <laughs> I had not gotten to this point in the book. Yeah. When that other car came and hit her, <laughs> I my hands went straight <laughs> to my mouth. And I was like, <gasps> like I, I gasped so hard. <laughs> and I sat like that. For, like, the next five minutes as, the re- like, the movie continued. Yeah. And it, it's the same alter- – like, it's the same result. Like, she was just clipped. Yeah. And, you know, her arm is, is broken. broken. Uh, That effect, though, of her getting hit by the car. I like, know.
1: It's really good. I want to go
0: back and watch it again because <laughs> usually the effect of it is really obvious where it's like, oh, clearly – She may be jerked to the side, but then they, like, used a computer to move her more, and it's kind of a little fake. This really just looks like she got clipped by a car, like, very realistically. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, like, what made my reaction so strong. I know.
1: You were like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Because I thought she was dead. Yeah. It Uh, looked like she was dead.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, But, yeah, in the movie, they smartly go to the ER. Yeah. And there's kind of a scene... That I thought needed to be explained more were the, I think it's the doctor talking to Sutter.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's like, you have two choices. We can call the cops or call your parents.
1: hmm
0: And I don't think we see what he chooses.
1: I mean, the mom comes, so.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, he yes, yeah, yes, you do the see the mom. Yeah. I think I was confused because then later on, she didn't know that he went to see his dad. hmm and I was like, oh, I just figured that was, like, part of the story
1: yeah. of
0: what happened to them.
1: Unless he just lied and he, said something else. Yeah, he must
0: have just, like, said they were coming from somewhere It could else. have
1: used more explanation. Yeah, I
0: mm-hmm. just was like, in that moment when she's like, you saw your dad, I was like, oh, I I figured she knew that yeah.
1: already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the book, though, Amy is like, no, I don't need to go to the ER. Don't take me to the ER. No, no, I'm fine. I can't move my arm. It's definitely broken, but I'm fine. And he's like... Oh, you convinced well, me okay. if you really say so. Um, Because she's like, I don't want it to be a big deal. Like, I don't want it to be a thing. And so she ends up going home, sleeping that night, in the morning, waking up and being like, oh, my arm hurts. Please take me to the ER to her mom. And she makes up some story about how, like... Uh, something oh, it happened on the road and they got out and like, you know, I don't Sutter, remember. Sutter
0: saved her basically. Yeah, yeah. And so the the family is like very grateful to Sutter now. Yeah. Uh, which is just salt on the wound. The
1: fact that he didn't take her to the ER after this like Awful. made me so angry. So bad.
0: <laughs> and in the movie we get a scene. I can't remember. I don't think we got this part in the book. Mm-hmm. But it's him. And Amy sitting together, which at first you're like, oh, they're just sitting together like normal. Yeah. And she's telling him, like, it's okay. Yeah. It's not your fault. Like, we can forget the whole thing. Like, we'll never talk about it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And Sutter, he seems, like, upset, but he's Mm -hmm. not also not, like, fighting her on it. No. Uh, But it's really bad.
1: Yeah. I think at this point in the book, it's just a lot because we've already had that scene with Amy at the party and how awful she was there. And now she's getting hit by a car because of Sutter and then he's not taking her to the ER. And then she's like, it's fine. you're, It's fine. I'm going to tell my family that you're a hero. And he's like, sure. I'm just going to go along with it. At this point, I'm literally like, can someone please kill Sutter because (laughs) I can't handle this anymore. The book... Or the movie is a little bit less, like, I think the hitting the car scene is, like, important to their relationship and showing, like, how bad it's getting. Yeah. Um. But it was just, like, a lot in the book, and I was overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, Amy really gets, uh goes through the ringer.
1: Yeah, she gets shit on so much. Oh, plus, in the book, they went to see his dad on graduation day, so she skips, she misses Ugh. her own graduation. Yeah. God, what an asshole.
0: Yeah, she's just like so forgiving and just like Sutter, whether he, however aware of it he is or not, like it's just completely taking advantage of her. Yeah. And it's really, just really awful. I'm sorry mm-hmm. we just keep being like, this is awful. This is terrible. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh my God. I mean,
1: here's the thing. Like I did kind of get to the point where it was really tough to keep reading the book. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's just, like, my state of mind right now. Like, it is kind of hard to read depressing things at this point in my life. Like, it just is. But, like, I was like, oh, God, I have to keep reading this. Like, (laughs) it was just so sad.
0: It was. See, I kind of had the reverse effect because, like, the book is so meandering for so long and you can see the signs on the wall, or the writing on the wall. <laughs> but shut up! <laughs> I'm, I'm mashing up my my metaphors together. Um, but like, you know that Amy's getting worse, and Sutter's shitty and not helping. And like, I think it takes too long to maybe get to this point or there's just too much fluff but like once finally once like the consequences were showing up finally i was like okay good we're finally addressing yeah. these problems and like i felt like the story was finally like not wrapping up but like coming to like its thesis statement
1: yeah almost mm-hmm.
0: uh sutter also gets fired from his job <laughs> at the suit. Uh,
1: Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk.
0: (laughs) I was so, he's only in two scenes. I I was so disappointed. Yeah. Because in that first scene, I was like, Bob Odenkirk is in this. And then he's like, not in it at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because he's like, listen, uh, you have to promise me that you can't get drunk on the job. And Sutter's like, I can't promise that. And he's like, all right, you're fired. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He also doesn't graduate.
0: No, yeah. In the book, uh, his math
1: teacher. And in the. And then the movie as well.
0: Oh, really? I forgot this moment or line.
1: Yeah. In the movie, he opens his diploma case. And there's nothing in it. Oh. Because he didn't graduate.
0: Oh, maybe I was writing a note in that moment. I didn't, like, notice that part. Yeah. Oh. Well, Mm -hmm. that's...
1: All right, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't graduate because he doesn't pass his math class. In the book, we get a little more description like, if he takes summer school, he can still like graduate, yeah,
0: but he doesn't seem like
1: he's gonna do very it. committed. To
0: that. <laughs> um, it's also interesting too because in the book, his friendship with Ricky kind of starts to like dissolve, yeah. Uh, Ricky is dating Bethany, he's very into. Bethany.
1: And uh, going to church going with her. To, going to
0: church, not smoking weed anymore. Mm-hmm. But also I think kind of like he's kind of finally, I don't want to say growing up, but um, evolving.
1: Outgrowing Sutter. Yes,
0: and, and seeing that like Sutter probably isn't going to change anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's not room in his life for him.
1: Yeah. Also, Cassidy, who Sutter's been kind of like still randomly talking to, is like, you know, I was going to go to college in this state, but now I'm going to go with Marcus to college because I'm committing kind of really fully to this yeah. relationship. And I want us to be together, which I do think is a mistake, Cassidy. <laughs> like, if I was going to predict what was going to happen, I think they would break up like second or third year mm. in college.
0: I'd, I'd go as, as far as to say even like the first year. Yeah. to say. But yeah, no, following anyone <laughs> to college is like
1: not a good plan.
0: Probably. I, I mean, it, it has been known to work in some situations. Yeah. I won't write it off, but it would not be my recommendation.
1: But Sutter is feeling kind of like everybody's moving on and leaving him behind.
0: And Cassidy goes so far as in the book to be like, or I'm sorry, in the film to be like, I don't think you should come visit yeah like she's really i'm done with you basically kind of burning that bridge mm-hmm. and, and it's sad like she, i think she kind of takes the role of ricky a little bit yeah in terms of like sutter is seeing these relationships in his life kind of being like cut off mm-hmm. because of his behavior yeah we get a terrible scene in the movie where amy is at the bus stop waiting for him because they're leaving they're
1: gonna go to philly together they're supposed together. to go to
0: philly together and she's in her arm cast, Ugh. waiting, and Sutter drives by, all melancholy.
1: Ignores her phone call. Yep. I was like, he's like literally like staring so aggressively out his window, <laughs> like he wants her to see him driving by. Yeah, She yeah. doesn't see him driving by, but she eventually has to get on the bus and leave without him. It's very, very sad.
0: I mean- Like, it's good that she got on the bus without him, but I would not be confident in his position that she would have done that. Like, it's kind of against character almost. Yeah. That she would have left without him.
1: Yeah. In the book, he just tells Uh, her that uh, he has to do summer school and he'll meet her in St. Louis.
0: And she's so trusting. Yeah. That she's, like, not seeing the warning signs of Mm -hmm. this. Because he's, like, because she's, like. You can probably do like your summer school like in St. Louis. And he's like, No, I, I looked into it. She's like, Okay, well, when I get our apartment, and he's like, No, don't get the apartment without me. Yeah, like, I'll send you money. Don't do anything till you get money for me. Yeah. But she's like, Okay, that okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Like, I'll wait for you. Ugh. It's like this is peak him. Like he he talks about like being kind like this is more kind mm-hmm. to her is to like let it like kind of like
1: fizzle out fizzle
0: out as opposed to like breaking things off with her yeah uh but it it's so kind of unforgivable it is let's let's wrap up the movie first mm-hmm. this is I asked us to do this because like I experienced it by watching the movie the ending of the movie before I got to the book yeah and I think it was kind of interesting
1: mm-hmm.
0: um. In the movie, he goes to a bar, and he's talking to the patrons there. He Mm -hmm. kind of explains his whole story.
1: He's like, did I do the right thing? And not showing up at, like, the bus stop and, like, leaving her behind. We have some drunk old fuck being like, oh, yeah, you did the right thing, man.
0: You saved her. And I I really do like this moment, Mm because he's like, I did save her. Because just the irony of, like, he got involved in her life to make her stand up for herself to kind of like influence her positively. Yeah. But then he had to save her in the end by like cutting things off completely because he's so bad for her. Yeah. Like as a as an individual in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So I do like that moment of him cheersing everyone and sadly being like, yeah, I saved her. hmm Um, he drives home drunk, knocks over a mailbox, his mom's mailbox. Yeah. And his mom hears it and then they begin this like whole confrontation because mm-hmm. she's like, we just you just got in like a car accident. You
1: got some girl's arm broken, you know, and then he in this scene admits to her that he saw the dad already because the mom is like, listen, I'm sorry I told you that I wouldn't tell you where your dad was. You deserve to be able to like seek yeah. him out if you want. And he's like, I already saw him and like I know what happened. And and he's like, I'm just like him.
0: This scene is so good. It is. I, I've said it a bunch of times, but like I do think it would have been made better by like a stronger character of the mom. Mm-hmm. But you just really see Sutter unraveling, and he says, "Like nobody loves me." Yeah. And. The mom is telling him, like, you're nothing like your dad. Mm -hmm. She's like, your dad never loved anyone his whole life. And you love everybody. Yeah. And she starts giving him, like, all these examples of him, especially when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. Just, like, caring about people and being compassionate to people. Yeah. And Miles Teller, we haven't talked about his performance at all in this film. I think he does a really good job. I agree. Um. I pictured Sutter being, like, dopier Mm -hmm. in the book, like, both physically and the way he acted. But I think Miles Teller hits, like, a good balance of it. Yeah. And this scene in particular, he really just sells you on how broken Sutter is as a character.
1: And I think this scene could only happen between him and his mom, right? Yeah. Because this is a deep hurt, right? This is a hurt from his dad. And also, this truth that he hasn't wanted to face about himself, about, like, the choices that he's been making and fearing that he's going to become, like, his dad, you Mm -hmm. know? And, like, also realizing that the way that he's coped with the pain of his past is to kind of pretend like none of it affects him. And, in fact, we get the scene after with him and his mom where he's rewriting his personal statement. Yes. And he's talking about how his biggest challenge in life is not his girlfriend breaking up with him. It's actually, it's him, himself. He's standing in the way of his own success and that he was trying to pretend like none of it affected him and none of it mattered because he was afraid of being hurt.
0: Yeah. I have to be honest. I do not like this, uh, structure of like the narration that bookends this film. Yeah. It feels really forced. hmm. like, It's supposed to, I think, kind of be funny that he's like obviously spilling his guts to this like college personal like letter thing. Yeah. But this has become such a trope in teen (laughs) movies. I know. That like this uh, either letter writing, blog posting, journaling, voiceover, voiceover that like is cleanly wrapping up like the character and the movie and, like, what they've learned. Mm -hmm. And, like, usually it's a public statement. Like, we talked about uh, Love, Simon, which ends this way. I don't know how many of the... To All the Boys. To All the Boys movies.
1: Perks of Being a Wallflower. Perks of Being a
0: Wallflower does this. I'm Mm -hmm. sure there are other ones. I think it's become, like, only more popular with, like, social media and emailing and, like, blogs and stuff, like, with technology. Mm -hmm. But it's so prevalent in teen movies and i think for the most part like i think this movie handles a lot of stuff with a lot of nuance but this moment of him just kind of like cleanly summarizing like the things that he's learned yeah in this voiceover as he's typing it out it felt really like given how emotional that scene we just had with the mom was Mm -hmm. and how genuine and deep it felt this like wrap-up scene felt really short And I just, like, didn't feel very moved by it.
1: See, I think it works just because of the scenes that bookend it. Yeah. Because, yeah, you get this kind of, like, upbeat uh, wrapping things up. But the scene that we had just before with his mom was really impactful. And then the scene that happens after, which I want to talk about now. Yeah. Kind of makes it feel a little more realistic where, you know, it's this voiceover. He's typing his college, you know, essay. He's driving. He goes to Amy's college. Yeah. Sees her at the college. She sees him, and it's this really uncomfortable moment. Mm. And like she kind of smiles, but she kind of doesn't smile. Interesting. At him. And to me, it felt like she was not happy to see him.
0: Oh wow! See, I didn't. I didn't feel that way. Hmm. But I would love to go back and watch it again because I I would like to f- have felt that.
1: That's what I felt watching it. To me,
0: it. she sees him and like she's maybe surprised mm-hmm. but is like happy to see him or like tentative but like ultimately like it's good.
1: Mm. But see, I, that's not how I took it at all. See,
0: because yeah, because like my issue was that like. Amy's character has no agency in their relationship. Yeah, and it's a huge problem if Sutter just goes back to her. Yeah, and is like, "Hey, I'm here," and she's like, "Oh, good," because like we don't know that he's not going to stop drinking. I know, and like nothing Amy has ever said or done has Im- will imply that like she's ever going to stand up to him mm-hmm. or like fight him on anything yeah um so like them getting back together at the end is not a good thing no
1: see how i took it is like he comes back to her she looks at him she's almost like trying to smile at him and she can't and like she's not happy to see him and in my mind it's like she's been to college she's had it seems like she's had time because her cast is off
0: That's true. So that's at least
1: like six to eight weeks, right? Yeah. So she's had time to process maybe like what happened to her. Maybe her sister was like, this is not okay." (laughs) Yeah. Maybe she's at college. She's meeting new people and realized like how bad the situation was with Sutter. Okay. And then she sees him again and she's like, no.
0: That's so interesting. So my
1: interpretation and kind of like my idea of what happened with Sutter is at the end of this movie, there is hope for Sutter,
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: there's not hope for Sutter and Amy
0: fascinating yeah. i would i i definitely like because our rental on it for 48 <laughs> hours is still on my phone i think it we can be,
1: we can watch ooh, maybe that it's lesson. running
0: out <laughs> i want to go back and watch it though because i'm curious if i'll pick up on that at all
1: yeah let us know too if you had the yeah, same take on i'd this love ending. please
0: email us or on social media let us know like what your interpretation of this ending was
1: yeah let's talk about the book though
0: yes the book so um there's not a lot to talk about, honestly. No,
1: he goes to a bar. He's like the the hit of the bar in it, his yeah, mind anyway. that's true. I, I doubt it.
0: <laughs> it's very similar, though, to the movie, except, you know, I'm reading this and I know how the movie ends with like the mom scene and him mm-hmm. like having his resolution. And I'm like, God, there's only like, like there's only like two pages left. Yeah. And I'm reading and reading and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and... It ends with him like leaving this bar drunk off his ass and being like back to his old mantra of like living in the now Mm -hmm. that like he did save Amy that like the buzz is good and it talks about him like disappearing like from the middle of the middle out Mm -hmm. into the spectacular now. Yeah. And it is not what I was expecting. Mm hmm. But I got to be honest, I loved this
1: ending. Really? I didn't like it. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I thought it was really bleak. I mean, honestly, like what? I mean, this is a YA book, right? Uh, Yes. What teen (laughs) wants to read about an alcoholic teenager who is like, all right, I'm going to get on the wagon and stop drinking and then does not stop drinking? And honestly, those last like couple pages in that last paragraph where he's saying goodbye to everything and all the cares of his life, that read like a suicide note. It to
0: does, me. yeah. I mean, like he's basically embracing this life of what is absolutely going to be his own self destruction. Yeah, yeah, but like embracing it in this like horribly like thinking, trying to like he is thinking of it in a positive way. He is just like embracing his own destruction. Yeah, um, yeah, like the the argument of like is this a YA novel or not is like very valid because i'm like this doesn't feel like a book that's like catered towards teens i don't feel
1: like it's marketed toward teens either with that cover
0: oh god no i listen okay uh follow us on instagram (laughs) because i'm gonna be posting a whole story (gasps) series about like how bad how bad this cover is how much i hate it (laughs) but you need the visuals to see it yeah um but that being said uh yeah it feels more like a book just about the teenage experience yeah um but I think that, like, I was so fed up with Sutter, especially in the book. Yeah. He's so irredeemable that, like, by this point in the book, I was already, like, what could they possibly do to make me care about him at all? But then when I was realizing that, like, oh, my God, they're not going to, like.
1: Try to do anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that, like. It's going to embrace this, like, quality of him or not embrace it, but, like, you know, it's a sad truth that, like. People who deal with alcoholism or these kinds of personality traits, it's a really tough battle. And a lot of people, I'd even say the majority, aren't able to, like, overcome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a a lot of people can. And, like, I I think thats it's important to tell those stories. But, like, I think we all know people or have encountered people that, like, are alcoholics or kind of fuck-ups and just, like, never got their life together. Yeah. And I think putting you in the shoes of someone who this whole story you've grown to maybe not like but understand Mm -hmm. and at least feel a certain amount of sympathy towards and then basically confronting you with the fact that, like, hey, he's one of those people that, like, never gets it together.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, Ian. I think we know that, right? Like we know that. We know there are people like that. Yeah. Do we need to have a whole book where we read about it and have to deal with it and get really sad and like have to experience like how awful it is to see someone who's like 18 has their whole life ahead of them and just literally drive themselves down a cliff? Like, you know? I don't know. I just uh did not did not enjoy.
0: I I think if um the story had been pitched to me that way. I'd be like, eh, no thanks. I think, like, the journey of the story... And I'm not trying to say, like, oh, the ending made the whole thing worth it. I yeah. don't think that at all. Like, this book is rough. It is very meandering. It's a lot of fluff that, like, could have been trimmed for sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I I don't know if it's, like, a great message or anything. But by the time we reached this point in the book... yeah. I was kind of glad that it was just embracing Mm -hmm. the awfulness of Sutter's life (laughs) and being kind of like upfront with like how bad it is. Yeah. Cause like the movie to a degree, like by the time it's trying to redeem Sutter, it's like, we don't even see him giving up alcohol. No. And I mean, you could interpret that, that it's also kind of being realistic in the same way, Mm -hmm. but like, it, it feels like the movie's trying to be positive, but it's at so at the last minute yeah that like it's kind of not totally registering for me whereas the book is just like no fuck it it's really bad.
1: <laughs> so which one is better?
0: Oh my god can you I I, I think I I know but I I want to hear what
1: okay well this is pretty easy for me. I prefer the movie yeah um I was exhausted by Sutter's narration in the yeah. book and it's just so bleak. I think the movie strikes the right balance where you can see why the two of them are together. It's not as harsh on Amy being, like, so miserable and just downtrodden by everyone who comes across her in her life, like she's being taken advantage of left and right. Um, But it is still showing, like, the bad relationship that they're in. Yeah. And then I think the ending is really interesting. Like, I like that ambiguity in it, that I don't feel like they're going to get back together.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's just
1: my interpretation of it. But, um, yeah, I think it had enough where I felt like there was maybe some hope for Sutter and that Mm -hmm. he could change possibly that vulnerable moment he had with his mom. But that for him and Amy, it was over and that they could never really fix what had happened between them.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if I rewatch it and don't feel the same way about the ending, I'm still going to say the movie, too. Yeah. Um... It does a smart job of just, like, trimming a lot of stuff that could have been trimmed from the book. Uh, You know, a lot of the performances are very good. I think the whole dad arc in the film Mm -hmm. was especially good when they visit the dad and the awkwardness of that. uh, And the scene with the mom. Uh, The the book ending, though, I will say that's going to stick with me for a while. Yeah. Because I am a sucker for a book that, like, or a story that ends... Basically where it began, Mm -hmm. and, like, a lot's happened, but the character's back at the starting point, and you're left to wonder, like... Have they changed? Have they changed? Like, did they change people around them? Like, what's their future like at this point? Is it different than it was... Uh, I think those are, like, really interesting questions that those kinds of stories kind of raise. Yeah. So.
1: So I just want to read um, our patrons' thoughts on this. uh, Acree. So Acree says, "Um, I first saw the movie several years ago and fell in love with the performances right away. I think that in all good love stories, each character should have something the other needs or wants, and Sutter and Amy compliment one another in a powerful way. But they also both have very real flaws that threaten to stand in the way of their happiness. I like that their challenges went deeper than your typical teen movie's first world problems into areas of addiction, poverty, and parental neglect. Uh, The movie's pretty balanced between Sutter and Amy, but the book is really more Sutter's story. He's following in his father's footsteps in a way that is self-destructive and being destroyed by his own mantra, not to worry about the future and live in the now. You see how Amy gets swept up in his orbit, and you hope that she has the power to save him, but she can't. Um... I guess the big difference is in the ending, the book's tragic ending, while dissatisfying in some ways, felt appropriate to me for literary work, whereas the happier ending in the movie felt more appropriate for Hollywood. Interesting point. Yeah. I know some people who really didn't like either the book or the movie. I guess I'm drawn to quiet stories um, where it's just two people trying to figure out their lives. When everything is stripped away, the writing performances really have to do the work of keeping the audience engaged. And they did that for me. Um, she also says, I'm a sucker for strong, atypical settings, so I loved that the book took place in Oklahoma and the movie was filmed in Georgia.
0: Yeah, yeah. I liked the setting as well.
1: Yeah. So hopefully this was uh, good coverage of the book and movie, Akri, uh, and you weren't uh, too disappointed with our <laughs> takes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like, um, you know, for the most part, like, I totally agree with a lot what's, what, yeah. of what is saying in that, so mm-hmm. should we uh, do a lightning round?
1: Yeah, let's do lightning.
0: So interesting thing was at the very start, you know, uh, this is an A24 film, yeah. which is known for like their indie type movies. And I was like, wow, when I saw the logo, cause I'm like, this is an early one for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you said you were like, yeah, apparently this movie did really well. Like on the indie, uh, uh film, festival film festival circuit. Yeah. And you were like, so that probably means they are going to like mumble and talk really quietly a lot of the time. <laughs> and, uh. Guess who had to turn on the subtitles for this movie (laughs) partway through? (laughs) That just cracked. You just like nailed it when you're like, yeah, it probably means they're going to mumble a lot.
1: (laughs) I swear to God, I cannot hear people sometimes. And I'm like, I have to turn the subtitles on. Yeah.
0: Especially Shailene Woodley in a lot of those scenes.
1: (laughs) So in the book, the book starts out with introducing us to Sutter and he finds this kid who's running away from home at the gas station. And it's 10 a.m. and Sutter is pouring whiskey into his gas station 7-Up. And he's like, I know. I'm going to buy this kid some breakfast. Take him in my car to try to find his house. And I'm like, Sutter, you dumb fuck. Like, you just call the police. Like, you just call the police. The police take him. They find his house. And then if they need to do a child line call, if they need to call, like because of neglect then they can do that Mm -hmm. like you're putting it in the appropriate channels here (laughs) instead he is drunk and he's driving driving a
0: child around driving
1: a child around trying to find his house and then the mom gets pissed at him because she can smell the alcohol in his breath when he brings the kid in she's like what are you doing with my kid I'm like, oh my god,
0: <laughs> it's funny because, like, I had no idea what this story was about when I started reading the book. So, like, this initial scene, I kept thinking, like, okay, at some point, that mom and that kid are gonna come back in the story, like, right? Nope, nope. <laughs> never see him again. Uh, so I was just scrolling through IMDb trivia before doing this uh, lightning round, and apparently, Shailene Woodley and Miles Teller have differing opinions. On what happens at the end of this film.
1: Ooh.
0: Apparently, Miles Teller thinks that they would get lunch or something, you know, after meeting mm-hmm. at the campus, but that they wouldn't get back together because uh, Amy's character seems stronger now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas, uh, Shailene Woodley thought that they would get back together just because of, like, their age and, Mm -hmm. you know, lack of experience and Mm. hopefulness.
1: Interesting.
0: So, they themselves had differing opinions on, like, how to interpret the end of this scene.
1: I do kind of like that it is a little bit open.
0: Yeah. No, I do too, for sure. Like... I didn't necessarily, I think maybe because the voiceover leading up to this was mm-hmm. so positive yeah, that that was in my head that like, oh, this is a happy ending. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea that it's ambiguous at the very, at the least.
1: Yeah. So that wraps up our lightning round. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for Acree for requesting it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, follow us online.
0: Follow us on Instagram for a really good uh, graphic design tangent about this book cover for me, <laughs> yours truly. Uh,
1: you can find us on Patreon to support mm-hmm. us, and you can also give us a star rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. And thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time.
0: See you next time. Bye. Bye.